You and me, MBPD. Episode 19. How to explain to family and friends what BPD is like. I figured that this episode might get shared a couple of times, um, or new people might show up, so I'm just going to do a quick reintroduction, I guess. Hello, my name is Steph. I host this podcast about what BPD is like. Um, I was diagnosed originally in 2016. I was re-diagnosed in 2020 and re-diagnosed again in 2021. So I've been living with borderline personality disorder for about five years now. And um, I've been to various types of therapy. I've been on medication. I've done a lot of work to understand what borderline personality is for me. And um, on my Instagram, I did a poll and this episode seemed to be important for people. So I figured we'd just jump right in and start talking about from an outsider's perspective, what can you understand about BPD? What can help you to support the person that you are friends with or that you're a family member with, of, or in a relationship with? And what are some of the ways that, you know, BPD is talked about in a kind of medical perspective versus a experiential perspective? Because I can only, like, explain what I've experienced. So right from the get-go, borderline personality disorder is relatively common. Um, Statistically, people say that one in about 100 people will have borderline personality disorder. It's about the same rates of bipolar and schizophrenia, although borderline personality disorder is highly stigmatized in the medical field, and unfortunately, it has the highest rates of suicide of various personality disorders and mental illnesses. So a lot of people with borderline personality disorder um, deal with intense emotional reactions to things. They might experience rapidly shifting emotions. So one moment they're angry and then maybe a couple of moments later they're elated and they're perfectly fine. Um, They might struggle with an unstable sense of self and um, predominantly have issues around building relationships, whether that's friendships, that's long-term friendships. Um, work relationships or romantic relationships and when it comes to the family this can be extremely hard because sometimes the situations that we're in as a child um, affect the development of BPD so in terms of why does BPD happen or what is it caused by there's various research out there that seems to suggest that it is a combination of genetics So your predisposition, your temperament as a child, as well as situations that you might experience like traumatic situations, abuse, neglect, um, family issues that might happen as a child, and generally the way that you have been emotionally prepared to deal with the world. For me, um, I didn't really experience a lot of abuse. I would say, but there were some instances where looking back, it felt neglectful. And for me, I had a lot of mental health issues as a child, but no one seemed to recognize them as 
mental health issues. I had a lot of inconsistency with friends. I had a lot of issues making friends. I felt so many emotions. And when you're a child, you don't know how to properly explain what you're feeling or how to, you know, relate to people what it is that's going on inside your head. And so I was diagnosed when I was 22. Um, about to turn 23. And the thing about borderline personality disorder is that most often it is one, females being diagnosed, um, predominantly females, and two, it typically tends to happen later on in life. Because if you experience any of the kind of emotional instability, People will often invalidate that and say, oh, that's just you being a teenager, like that's just your hormones, you know, that's just anxiety or depression, which are characteristics of borderline personality disorder. A lot of people with borderline personality disorder also have co-occurring um, instances of social anxiety or intense anxiety or depression and depressive episodes and feeling overwhelmed by life and this is something that I think is important to understand that even if let's say your child or your partner has been diagnosed and they're in their 20s or even in their late 30s or 40s that doesn't mean that they haven't been struggling for a very long time it might be that they experienced a lot of invalidation as a child and so they never knew how to talk about their feelings or it might be that you know they always felt like there is something else going on but they didn't know quite how to handle that so one of the important aspects to recognize is that borderline personality whether you're diagnosed right at 18 um, because they usually wait until you're 18 to diagnose you just because there is that you know, hormonal phase where you might be feeling a lot of emotions. Um, but so typically you're, you're diagnosed 18 plus, but whether you're diagnosed at 18 or you're diagnosed at 45, it doesn't matter. And whether you're not even formally diagnosed, you just find out about borderline personality and you feel like that's the thing that fits the most. If you are doing the research to figure out whether it fits you or not, then most likely it does because it is not a common disorder at all and you can't invalidate someone's experience. Um, So I think it's really important for us to understand that just because people have borderline personality disorder and they might get diagnosed later on in life or they might not even get diagnosed at all because of the structural issues that face diagnosis, it does not invalidate their struggles. are a lot of times where your emotions take control over you and this can come out as you know reactive anger and emotional outbursts it might come out as people might say you're having a tantrum or you're being too too uh, sensitive or you're taking things too seriously but the thing about it is The one key characteristic of borderline personality disorder is this rapidly shifting emotional state. It is the kind of borderline between psychosis and mania and depression because we carry a lot of triggers in us and all of our triggers are going to be vastly different from one another. It might stem from someone saying something to you 
and you perceive that as a personal attack. It might be that somebody is explaining something that you did that hurt them and your guilt makes you want to lash out or be really mean to the person. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of self-awareness to understand what triggers actually are for us and how they impact us. So as someone who loves someone with BPD or who is friends with someone with BPD, it's also kind of your responsibility to be a little bit more understanding. If this person is coming to you and saying, hey, I've been diagnosed with this disorder and you know, I feel a lot of emotions, then maybe that means that you need to have a little bit more patience with that person. Maybe that means that you need to just be willing to kind of try to understand where they're coming from and not be so reactive to when they're reactive. Because honestly, yelling and fighting and screaming doesn't really do anything. And people with borderline personality disorder often have a lot of attachment issues. And if we feel like we're being threatened or we feel like our relationship is being threatened, we can sometimes push the other person away because we don't know how to handle the problems that come up. I am 29 and I'm still learning and evolving and changing in how I handle my problems. I'm married, I have a child, and that causes a lot of things for me to come up. And for me, it's really important that I am supported by the people in my life and I am someone who is a very big advocate for disclosing your diagnosis. So if you are listening to this and you're saying, I don't know how to start the conversation, maybe you can just start with, hey, I just want to sit down and let you know that I have borderline personality disorder. I've been diagnosed or I'm going through the diagnosis process because it is a process. You don't just walk into a doctor's office and get diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. It is a whole thing. And if somebody has put effort and time into getting diagnosed and their family or their friends don't recognize that diagnosis, that can be extremely invalidating for us because it can feel like we put in all of this effort and we put in all of this time to try to understand ourselves. And now we're coming to you and saying, this is what I've been diagnosed with. And you're saying, I don't believe in mental illness or, you know, you've always been that way. Yeah, you've always had borderline personality disorder. Like someone's belief in your diagnosis is not going to change the fact that you've been diagnosed. And it's not gonna change the fact that you have a mental health condition. I think that what often happens is when we start to go into therapy or we start to go into treatment programs or get on medication, whatever it is that you are doing to take care of your mental health, sometimes our family and our friends think, oh, so you're cured, like you're fine. And the number one thing that I, I hope that people can take away from this is that it's a disorder, borderline personality disorder. It doesn't get cured. It might not be as overwhelming anymore and it might start to lessen the amount that you have emotional outbursts but they don't go away and it's not something that you can just take a pill for or you can get a surgery for 
Um, it doesn't happen like that. It is a lifelong condition. And that means that the way that you react to things are going to change. When I first got diagnosed, I was in a really bad mental health state and I was really, really struggling. And that caused me to get diagnosed the first time. When I got diagnosed in 2020, last summer, I felt like I was in a pretty good space, but I just wanted to see if the diagnosis still fit because I hadn't experienced a lot of emotional outbursts or I hadn't experienced a lot of breakdowns, but I was still experiencing a lot of the self-doubt, a lot of the attachment issues, a lot of, you know, emotional inconsistencies and irregularities. And that means that we shift and we change. And those of us with BPD know that more than anyone else, I think. Because in one day, we might go from feeling elated to feeling anxious to feeling sad to feeling perfectly content and at peace in this world to feeling like we're on top of the moon. And that can all happen in one day or even one hour. <laughs> so I think an important thing is to understand that we, we need a lot of patience. We do. And that's not a bad thing to say. It's not bad to give someone a little bit more time, be a little bit more flexible. Um, I even, sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, I'll say, look, the person that you are mad at is not here anymore. And I'm sorry that I did that, but that's not who I am right now. And it's taken a lot of work to be able to do that. And those of us who are just beginning our mental health journey might not be at the state that we can say something like that and be so comfortable in admitting that we are so drastically different. My sense of self is constantly changing. So my ideas of what I want out of life and what I want to experience in this world are constantly changing. And so I have to be more flexible. I have to be more willing to give myself time and compassion. And that means that the people in my life who are my friends and my family, they might need to give me a little bit more compassion too. And understand that I have a pretty good grasp on my mental illness. And kind of one of the biggest things is borderline personality disorder has been highly stigmatized in this world because it really doesn't fit um we're not like people with bipolar disorder who might experience you know mania over the course of a few days or a few weeks or depression over the course of a couple of months um we shift and we change and we are highly emotional and highly um, reactive to our environments if we're put in new situations that we feel overwhelmed instantly that overwhelming feeling sorry <laughs> the overwhelming feeling might not go away as quickly as it would for other people and that means that we are going to need a little bit more time we need a little bit more patience and that's okay but the world doesn't work like that sometimes and I think that there's this expectation from other people of, I want to help you get better. I want to fix you, especially when we're in relationships with people. It can sometimes be, I want to fix this person so badly. But you can't fix something that is constantly changing. 
you just have to appreciate all of the different things that come with that both as someone who experience experiences so many different emotions and sometimes they can feel overwhelming and I have to remind myself that this is just a part of my process and other people around me have to remember that that I can't I can't function the same way that they do um, depending on where you're from I know in Canada where I am um, mental illness is considered a disability and because of that, there's a lot of stigmas around it. There's a lot of, if you go on Google and you do a borderline personality Google search, um, you'll find so many articles that are written in, in such negative tones and just generalized ideas. And really, we, we are individual people. The triggers that I have, the things that I deal with, other people might not deal with, or they might deal with in a different way. I don't experience um, ideas about self-harm anymore, but other people still might experience that, even if they haven't self-harmed in years. I live with a lot of suicide ideation, and I'm very honest about that, and other people might never experience that. And that's the thing about this disorder, is it's so individual, and if you're somebody who wants to understand it more, and you're somebody who wants to help the people in your life or your friends or whatever, you might want to sit back and, and ask them and see what they need. See how they understand their own disorder because that's probably the best way that you can understand what somebody is going through is by asking them. Obviously not in the middle of a fight if you're arguing and you say, what do you want from me? The other person's probably gonna be like, nothing <laughs> because that's a very valid response but I think it's important for all of us to understand that this is a disorder that affects people individually and there are many different reasons why people experience their emotions there are many different triggers um, and a trigger might be a sound it might be a look that someone gives you it might even be a feeling that you get when you're doing something. Um, but I think it's important to understand that if somebody is coming to you and saying, I have borderline personality disorder, it is not your place to try to fix them. It is not your place to uh, walk on eggshells, which is a common kind of thing that I hear is I have to walk on eggshells around them. Well, why? Why can't you be more patient? Why can't you be more compassionate to that person? Maybe that's what that person needs. Maybe they don't need you to baby them. Maybe they don't need you to treat them like they don't understand. Maybe what they need is just a little bit more compassion, a little bit more, how are you feeling? Can I help you with anything? Is there anything that I can do to make you feel better in this situation? Um, there's a lot of invalidation that can happen with our experiences and when we finally open up to people. And because of that, I think that this kind of topic is very pertinent, especially as um, COVID ends, or not ends, but lockdowns end. 
and things begin to open up, there's a lot of us who are feeling overwhelmed by that, who might be scared of what this means, especially if you've been recently diagnosed. Um, if you feel any type of fear around disclosing your diagnosis, you don't have to. It's totally up to you. I'm just a very big advocate of letting people know what's going on with you and being very upfront and very open about it because that's how we change things. That's how we make sure that we get what we need. If we need more time to work on something, if we need more time by ourselves, or if we need more support, we have to be willing to be open about that. Um, but that also means that the people that we talk to need to be willing to listen. If you love someone who has borderline personality disorder, or if you're, you know, friends with someone, maybe that means that you just need to ask them how they're doing and ask them what you can help with. And if they come to you and they're ranting about something, maybe that doesn't mean that you need to fix things for them. You just need to listen. It's, it's harder to try to fix somebody when they don't want your help than it is when you built up a relationship and they can feel more comfortable coming to you when they're going through things. I know for myself, I am very open about my mental illness. I'm very open about my disorder. Um, I'm very open about my whole life in general. <laughs> um, so I think I have a very good grasp on where I'm coming from and where I want to go. But I'm also very understanding of the fact that that can change at the drop of a hat and who I am now is not who I'm always going to be. And the things that I need now is not what I'm always going to need. So it's important to continue to have open communication, to continue to have patience and compassion, and to, to be an active listener of when somebody comes to you and says, this is what I'm dealing with. Not, we're going to fix it. You're going to go to therapy. You're going to go on medication because not everybody works with that. I'm not in therapy and I'm not on medication. And it took me a lot of time to come to a point where I was okay with myself not doing those things. Um, but there's some people who it just doesn't work for. And if you are a family member or if you are somebody who really, really wants this person to get help then maybe you can, the best thing you can do is you can understand that they need to want that themselves. When you push someone to do something, there's a lot of resentment there. There's a lot that can happen from that, that can make relationships harder, that can make familial ties harder. And it can be hard to see the people that we love in pain or experiencing you know, emotional turmoil but it's important to be understanding, to continue to be compassionate, to continue to be there and patient when someone does something that you don't like or when someone close to you says something extremely mean because we understand. We understand that we're hurting people. We understand that some of the things we do are destructive. Of all the messages I get from different people who listen to this podcast, Whenever I get a message from someone who is very self-aware, who is very understanding of their disorder, the number one thing they want is for other people to just give them trust, 
and to to help them in a way that is actually helpful not in a way that vilifies them or makes them feel even worse about themselves because when you already struggle with self-esteem issues and somebody tells you you're being a horrible person well thanks that just makes me feel even worse about what i'm doing (laughs) maybe that's not what i need to hear right now maybe what i need to hear is i'm so sorry that's happening this sounds like a really tough situation is there anything i can do to help you there's a difference in how we talk to people and it's really important when you're when you're someone who has mental illness or when you're talking to someone who has a mental illness to understand that it is not your position to fix them it's not your position to to do everything for them all you can do is just give them as much compassion and patience and support as you can and it is it's important for all of us to understand that we cannot change other people. Other people have to want to change in order to see positive change in their life. Um, think that's about it for this episode. Um, if you want to be connected or if you want to message me or you have any opinions about future episodes, feel free to reach out on my Instagram at journey. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y dot bound B-O-U-N-D I'm more than willing to talk. I answer all my messages because that's the type of person I am. (laughs) And I hope this has been helpful. I know that sometimes when you Google borderline personality disorder, it, it can be overwhelmingly negative. There's a lot of negative stereotypes. There's a lot of theoretical knowledge that's put behind it. There's a lot of just articles where they write, like, like I read something this morning when I was preparing this that said, do borderlines understand their whatever? And I'm like, borderlines? We're not even human anymore? Sorry. Um, It's just like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who speak about borderline personality disorder, who speak about the ups and downs, but have never experienced it. And if you want to understand more, if you truly care about somebody with borderline personality disorder, sit down and ask them to explain it to you. Because when you hear the emotional shifts and you hear the ups and downs and you hear the inner monologue that goes on, you'll realize it's exhausting. It's an exhausting existence, but it's a fun existence. (laughs) I mean, if you can come out on the better side of, or like better, according to me at least, side of looking at this as a way to experience the world in which you get to feel the whole emotional range of human existence, it's real, it's real trippy. And it's really interesting, and there's a positive aspect. I talked about this in a past episode of some of the kind of positive things of borderline personality disorder. So not everything is negative. And if you love someone with borderline personality disorder, if you are friends with someone, you'll realize that it's not always negative. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who paint this disorder as just being negative 100% and it's not like that. So I hope that you got something from this and if you want to reach out, feel free and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.